today's therapy tools are focusing on what dialectics are, building mastery, taking hold of your mind, and conflict resolution tips. Dialectics relate to the synthesis of opposites. It means two things can be true at the same time. So instead of thinking all or nothing, either or, black and white terms, you get to see the shades of gray between the black and white. It's important to practice being flexible in your thinking. No more stubborn, I'm right all the time thinking. Um, and find your middle ground option in your behaviors. So here are some examples. When you're having a conflict, find something that you can agree with the other person about. Um, instead of procrastinating on a task that you have to get done, break the ice with one or two very small steps. Sometimes even thinking about doing it or imagining yourself doing it can be the first step. Make a list of at least five positive qualities you or someone else you are sometimes having an issue with have. Five qualities you have that are good, five good positive qualities that somebody who's difficult in your life has. So that's thinking dialectically. Um, the exception, the exception rule is a great dialectical technique. So it gives you kind of a jump start on positive change. So think back through your life, what, uh, what kind of behaviors you had that were helpful or healthy and life was maybe going better for you at the time, think about how your behaviors and your thought patterns were different as opposed to when you're feeling depressed, anxious, angry, um, having urges to use or self-harm. Think about the differences there. And try to do more of those behaviors and thought processes now. Even though you're maybe in a funk, think about when you were not in a funk, how did you function? Grab some of those habits and try to implement them while you're in a funk. You might be following a schedule, being proactive with self-care, or plugging into social support. So whatever works for you, do more of that healthy coping. It's important also to think about what is not a problem. Because it's so easy for us to list all of our problems and complain about all the things that are wrong. But how often do we actually stop and say, what is not a problem? Um, make a list of problems you don't have. And uh, make it dramatic and ridiculous. Be Have fun with it. You could write something like, I'm not stuck on Mars alone with no way home. I don't have smallpox. I'm not being hunted down by a mob. I don't have to eat bugs. I haven't been kidnapped and held for ransom. I'm not uh, stuck on a life raft in the middle of the ocean surrounded by sharks. And let's see, the next card here in the deck says the other side. We often default on the negative aspects of ourselves or situations. So look at the other side of the dialectic. Ask yourself, what is, what is the hidden opportunity in a problem that I have. Find the silver lining. 
What strengths, resiliences, or resources do you have? Play up your strengths. What skills can you practice and get better at in managing a crisis? Because your goal is to be more skillful to change the quality of your life, right? So that's an important one. And I'm still working with the DBT deck and the workbook by... And you can, you can purchase these on Amazon as well. The workbook is awesome. It's the Lane Peterson Expanded Dialectical Behavioral Therapy Skills Training Manual for self-help individual and group treatment settings. And um, it's $36. And it's worth every single penny. Lane Peterson is awesome. So the deck of cards is kind of like... Um, little cheat sheets that you go through and then the workbook has more extensive lessons in it. So that's where I'm getting my information from. I just completed a, um, a seven day training on this and, um, it's my second DBT training. And I honestly feel that DBT is the magic key to making positive changes in your life. And if you're here listening, you agree with me or you're at least willing to give it a shot. So congratulate yourself for coming to listen and get some tools and make improvements on your life. Okay, so seeing the other perspective. There's no such thing as an absolute truth or position that accounts for all perspectives. We don't across the board all think the same way and that's a trap sometimes we get caught in is we believe everybody thinks and and has the same beliefs as we do. We, we feel like other people know what we know and sometimes we feel like we can read their mind or that they should be able to read our mind and um, if they think differently than us sometimes that's upsetting or we feel um, less than or attacked or you know so we have to get ourselves in the right frame of mind. Think about somebody's ideas and perspectives that are disagreeable to you and now find a kernel of truth in those ideas or perspectives from that person's vantage point. Put yourself in their shoes, put yourself in their head, and come up to a conclusion of why they think that way or why they believe that. Is there any middle ground between the extremes? And changes are, you know, quite gradual. They take time. I keep repeating this. And it's true, it takes time and a whole lot of work. And pat yourself on the back right now for doing that work for yourself. Um, what behaviors would other people notice you doing if your problem were solved or not so much of a big deal? What would other people notice in you if you weren't so stressed out, if you didn't have all this anxiety, if you weren't depressed? What do you think other people would notice about you that would be different than what you may be projecting to the world now? And imagine what they might see. What, what might you see as a change in your own behavior if things were better? And imagine yourself acting that way and then start bringing that into your everyday life. Start using those behaviors. Maybe you would walk a little faster with your head up. Okay, cool, start doing that. It's going to help lift you up. 
This could mean taking a walk every day if you're depressed, initiating conversations if you have anxiety, or reaching out to friends and family if you're feeling isolated. And another component is having compassion for yourself and others. It is so easy to get angry, feel disgusted, and other powerful negative emotions towards people, especially those who we don't like based on their rude, mean, or unskilled behaviors. Because not everybody knows how to practice DBT. Not There are a lot of people, surprisingly, who have never been to therapy, and they have no idea that their communication tools are terrible and they need to show more compassion for others and we can't expect anybody to do anything to change anything but we can change ourselves so in these situations it helps to practice compassion imagine what circumstances could lead to a person being so unkind or so unskillful in their techniques of interacting interpersonally with other people maybe they've been through some serious shit in their life and maybe they have some traumas and maybe maybe they woke up on the wrong side of the bed who knows what their reason is but try to have a little compassion what kind of unhappy life exists for people who act that way um, the next time you feel upset or wronged by another person try to flip it to feeling compassionate Compassion and grace goes a long, long way for healing ourselves and helping the way we see others. And be flexible. Um, we cause a, a lot of needless misery for ourselves by being way too rigid and stubborn in the way we think and feel. We get attached and set in our ways and we don't want to go to the other extreme. There's a lot to be said for learning how to be flexible and just go with the flow. Learn to consider other perspectives and practice by being flexible with situations, moving with realities rather than trying to impose your will on everything. That sentence is powerful. And remember, people who learn to bend do not break. So I've just shared with you the information on the green cards in the deck. And if you get this deck of cards, I highly recommend you just pull them out every day and throw them on the floor and pick one up and practice that skill for the day. Or separate them by uh, groups of colors. We have green, blue, purple, red, and that's it. <laughs> green, blue, purple, and red. And separate them by color and go through each color stack one card a day and really work on making those changes so let's talk about getting into wise mind okay because that is a big big component for using all of the other tools you have to have the wise mind without the wise mind it's like trying to drive a car with no engine before we do that, we'll take a really quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, getting into wise mind. Taking hold of your mind. This this is the uh, light fuchsia purpley color in the deck. Um, you have a lot of mental windows to thoughts and emotions and bodily sensations, as well as windows to each of your senses and the environment around you. Open the window of your choosing and look through it, keeping the other windows shut. If another window blows open, you simply shut it and you go back to looking through your chosen window. So what is your chosen window? Are you going to use your emotion mind, your reasoning mind, or your wise mind? Wise mind is the balance between emotion and reason. It's right there in the middle and it uses both of those. It uses emotion, it uses reason, but it does it mindfully. Rather than becoming emotionally flooded and losing it, losing your temper, or harming yourself, or downing a 12-pack or a bottle of whiskey, you think more in the middle range, okay? You're using that logic with your emotion. Wise mind acknowledges and validates feelings and still uses reason to problem-solve think about consequences and choose the best skill to use in the moment. In wise mind, you act in ways that reflect your goals, your values, and who you want to be as a person. At any moment, you can ask yourself, what is my wise mind telling me? And stop and just quiet your mind and think, you know, quiet your mind and let those thoughts come forth from your wise mind that tell you, you know what skill would work best in this situation? Let's try this. Let's try radical acceptance. Or let's try stop. Let's try taking a break and coming back. And take action on whatever skill pops into your mind. Try it. If it doesn't work, you can always choose another one. So step one to wise mind is to observe and describe and how you do is how you do this is being non-judgmental and one mindfully so to observe means of course it's obvious you notice things as they are you're not adding or subtracting you're not putting judgment you're just noticing then you describe it to yourself and you put words to your observations like you are a reporter, unbiased, and just reporting the facts. And when you observe and describe, of course, you're staying non-judgmental and mindful. Practice this right now by observing and describing your surroundings, your thoughts, feelings, or anything you choose. Do it non-judgmentally and only state the facts. Just write down what you observe in your immediate vicinity in your notebook and do it without judgment. This is how you want to be thinking as much as possible. And it's not easy because we're human, we're flawed, we're judgmental, right? So uh, step two is what you do to participate and how you do it that is effective. 
based on what you observe in step one, choose what you want to participate in and do it fully. Immerse yourself in the experience 100%. Make your choices about what to participate in based on what will work and what will be effective. Once you are participating effectively, you are now in wise mind. Participate effectively in the moment and notice what wise mind feels like. So of course you're going to choose to participate in healthy transactions. And when you do it, you do it mindfully and non-judgmentally. Of course we don't want to engage in an argument because that's not helpful. And um, it's important we let go of all those judgments. I can't, I can't stress this enough. When you notice a judgment, don't, don't attach yourself, don't hold on to it. Um, think of it like a cloud floating by and just observe it, acknowledge it, forgive it, and let it go. Um, use that imagery whenever a storm rolls in. And remember that the clouds always pass by eventually. So think of those judgments of as clouds or as a bird or as a balloon floating in the air and you acknowledge it, you give it a nod, you forgive it and say, okay, bye-bye and then watch it float away. And practice having a Teflon mind. Don't react to uh, stressful situations. Don't react to criticism or anything else that might normally stick to you and cause needless suffering for you. Instead, just let these experiences slide right through your awareness like water off a duck's back or a gorgeous, perfectly fried egg off a Teflon skillet where you just let it slide right off of you. You don't attach to it. You don't personalize it. You don't, you don't take it in. You just kind of let it go. Um, that's kind of the equivalent to what we see on social media all the time saying, I have no fucks to give, right? Somebody criticizes you, somebody judges you, somebody's rude. Oh well. Oh well, it is what it is. I'm not holding on to that. Um, it's easy to get distracted too when you're trying to stay in wise mind. It is so easy to get distracted. Distractions are absolutely everywhere. So try not to get dis frustrated with distractions. Um, look at them as reminders to get yourself back into wise mind and being mindful. When you do find yourself getting distracted, like, oh, look, a squirrel, uh, bring yourself back to the present moment again. Um, distractions are part of the world. There are squirrels running around everywhere. There are things happening. Um, just bring yourself back to mindfulness. And of course, that's by using the grounding techniques and all of your senses. Sometimes just a nice deep breath and a body scan. How do I feel in my body right now? How does the air smell around me? Uh, you know, just describing what's going on in the moment to yourself can bring you right back from a distraction. So mindfulness, of course, is choosing to be aware of your moment on purpose without judgment. And when you're being mindful, your attention is focused and concentrated on what you want to observe or do, and you're fully living out loud in the moment. Choose to focus your mind where you want it to be rather than letting it drift off into all these distracted areas of life or ruminations, anxious ruminations 
on um, scary situations in the future that don't exist. That, that your brain just tells you, oh no, what if, what if? Bring yourself back to the current moment and tell yourself, I can't, I can't tell the future, that's silly, stop. Let's ground ourselves and get back to wise mind. So don't focus, don't focus on um, emotions and thoughts. Focus on your body sensations and where you're at in the moment and hold your attention there. Mindfulness is about being present in small moments. Sometimes we have to teach ourselves to be mindful minute by minute and then gradually it's hour by hour and then it's day by day and then after about 21 days or so it becomes a part of our automatic thinking and it gets a little easier but you have to practice daily. Uh, meditation is a great way to find your mindfulness mode. Uh, John Kabat-Zinn once asked, what is not meditation if you are there open-hearted? What is not meditation if you are there open-hearted? Reflect on this question, open your heart and be present in the moment of your life and notice any changes you experience. As Kabat-Zinn suggests, anything can be meditation if you are present non-judgmentally with an open heart meditate on your life experiences starting with this very moment stay present for some time changing the focus of your attention and connect yourself to this very moment right now and taking hold of your mind that means you're practicing directing your mind right where you want it to be so that's a little on mindfulness and let's end this with some conflict resolution tips that are important to understand. This card is red, and this is uh, this goes along with the Dear Man cards and the other cards with the other tools. So, resolving conflict takes careful use of your own interpersonal skills in combination with the following four tips. So it's important to stop, step back, and see whether or not you are in wise mind, or are you emotionally flooded. If you are emotionally flooded and you are not in wise mind, it is important to consider delaying your attempt to settle the conflict because you will likely not use good skills in the moment. You have to get yourself into wise mind, so you might want to take a time out do a little grounding technique, do some breathing and get yourself with logic and wise mind back in control. That way you don't uh, fall into old behaviors and make the situation worse. Number two, choose your conflicts wisely. Is it really worth it? Don't engage in meaningless conflict. And this could be something as simple as who left that plate on the table. Is it really worth it to get into a conflict over a plate on the table? Or should you just like grab the plate, wash it, and put it away? Because getting into conflict over small stuff, don't sweat the small stuff. Just let it roll off your back. If you don't like something and you have the power to change it, you change it. If somebody else is doing something you don't like, you have no power to change that. You can radically accept it 
and not focus your attention on it. Otherwise, you're in all kinds of conflict all the time. Number three, practice a balance of fast, give, and dear man. Stay grounded in your values. Listen and validate other people. Listen to and validate other people. Then assert yourself as needed in a clear, kind, and matter-of-fact way. And number four, learn to disengage from unproductive conflict. You can revisit a conflict later when everyone is in wise mind. So taking that time out and saying, you know, we're both so heated right now. I think it's smart if we just take a time out and calm ourselves down so we can think logically and sit down and work together to resolve this at a later time. And then commit to that later time and show up and make sure they know that you care about how they feel and it's important to you that this conflict is resolved. And then take your break. All right. Love that Irish music. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. I hope everybody has a beautiful day. I hope that you're able to get yourself into wise mind and practice these tools. And I will see you all in the next episode. Well, not see you, but I'll be talking to you. (laughs) And if you would like a link to go to Amazon and buy these tools for yourself to go through them, let me know at elizabethlmft at outlook.com or at www.elizabethlmft.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay badass as you are because you are worth it and you are awesome.